all got that voice in our head that tells us we can't do stuff. But some people are just better at not listening to it. And by sitting down with those people, asking them questions, and then you know, recording it and blasting it out on the internet, perhaps, maybe, I can help other people like me get out of our own way. Hey guys, welcome back to Closure Optional. I really don't have a voice today. I did have a voice while I was recording this podcast, so don't worry. It doesn't sound like this the whole time. I've just been at a fight show last night helping out with one of our fighters, and I was screaming too much, and uh, my voice was obviously not ready yet for that. It's only just come back, and now it's gone again. But I recorded this podcast when I did have a voice, so it's okay. It sounds fine. Um... This is a fucking wonderful conversation with our friend Lucas Stone. He's a musician. He currently plays for a band called Hammers. But if you're familiar with the Aussie hardcore scene, you will have heard of him from the band Helm. Um, He's been around for a long time. Uh, If you'd like to hear more about Lucas, you can check out, obviously, his band Hammers or Helm. And uh, he was also on episode 13 of this podcast where we talked about some of the more music-oriented stuff. This podcast is all about mental health and the environment and how we can help contribute by making little changes and changing our habits and making little adjustments in our life. We can help improve our own mental health as well as the environment around us. Both of us are feeling a little bit in a funk lately, and it was really nice to talk to a good friend about how to dig ourselves out of that hole. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and thank you to everybody who's been helping out with my stupid social media campaign. Nonsense. It's fucking embarrassing for me. I hate doing it, but I really want more people to be able to hear this podcast, and I know the only way to do that is by people that like it and people that want to listen to it, sharing it and telling their friends about it. So... For goodness sakes, if you can help me out at all, please do tell your friends about the podcast, share it. If you want to contribute to the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com. But all the information's on my website or on my social media pages. So I'm going to fucking leave you with that because this is hard to do. Thank you again so much for listening. Talk to you again soon. Welcome back to my studio for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technically. Second, really. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, it's always really good talking to you. I like the idea. Um, I love now that we've had one conversation one time from being complete strangers, and now I could just sit in a room and just chat shit with you forever about anything. It's yeah, nice. Man. Yeah, that's hard to find. It's cool. It's, um, in saying that, the first time we met was pretty easy to chat. Just, you know way to get to know each other (laughs) yeah man well that's the thing and i was talking about this on the last podcast with yolanda too like it's really a lost art of the feeling of just sitting in a room and talking shit with people Mm -hmm. like you really do feel like you get to know people in a way that you otherwise it's like oh yeah i'll like their shit on instagram a little bit or see them around every once in a while and you have no idea what they're about but just sitting in a room with someone for one hour would be like spending three weeks with someone in a normal circumstance yeah 100 percent. i reckon probably the <clears throat> the environment in which you do a podcast in kind of lends itself to, you know, the big conversations being talked about too. So it's mm. yeah, like a fast track to, you know, the truth, I suppose. Yeah. Like sitting across from someone. It's a bit different. There's no social buffers kind of thing in that, you know, you're not hanging out at the pub or mm. you know, just mincing around talking rubbish. It's kind of, 
real conversation. So it's good. I find it really hard. Like if I, we go out, like because Melina and I all every once in a while attempt to socialize in the real world. It doesn't go very well, but <laughs> we'll go out there, and like even even just my ability to connect to her and talk to her. Like, cause I don't, I don't get it either. I need to be there with her focused on her. And if I do that, then I talk to nobody else and there's no point in being out in the world. We just spend money for mm. no reason. Mm. But if I don't do that and I'm focused on other people, then it's like, we're just like two cougars out there looking to score. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm out there like looking, looking at dudes and then like trying to decide if they want to talk to me or not. You know what I mean? The whole yeah, thing yeah. seems so distracted. So either way, I'm totally distracted by the other people. Mm. And then not having good conversations with them. Most of the time it's like trying to figure out if one of us is going to have confidence to talk to someone eventually and then we don't and then we go home. Mm. Or we sit there and talk to each other the same way we would in our living room and we just spent $30. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, just it's one-on-one time with people. I think, And being in different environments are going to make you have a different reaction to, you know, each other, you know, pertaining to that environment. Yeah. I suppose, in that situation. It's funny you say that, but I remember when I was, you know, young and single and stuff, and I think the best times we had meeting women when you didn't give a fuck about meeting women. Oh, yeah, fully. Oh, so, you have to. You know, they mm. sort of see you and your mates having a ball and suddenly want to get in on the phone and see what's happening. Mm. And then, yeah, other times you'll go out in that situation and I want to go and talk to that bird, and then you're doing it. It's like, ah, did I just say bird? <laughs> you did, bird. <laughs> so. It's like that with everything, man. It's like when there is, when you have an intention to get something done, it never fucking works. So when you go looking for like a, just say you want like a fucking black shirt, a black t-shirt, just a plain black one, every fucking shirt in the shop's got a logo on it. Yeah. Oh, fully. You never get it. And then, you know, maybe one day you'll just run across the thing you wanted when you didn't want it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I And I feel like, I mean, that's everything. The more you try to to be a somebody, try a thing, do a something, mm. it fucks out. Yeah. And it, it's, it's the same exact thing when you're training. Like, the more you're trying hard and squeezing tight and holding your muscles, every, everything yeah. goes to shit. You can't fucking do it. Yeah, everything I think of that... Yeah, training's a good training's a perfect example for all that stuff. Mm. It brings out the truth and everything. You, you can't you can't fight being not authentic. Yeah. At any time, any high level sport, I think, or you're training any sport at, at a high level at any point will always do that to you. You can be no winners unless the winners been you know totally themselves at their maximum yeah. capacity sort of thing. So. Yeah, Do you know what I just... a good metaphor for all things. It, it, it fucking <laughs> is. I use it for everything. Yeah. But I just had a really, um, like, a, just an idea occurred in my head just then. We've been talking before we turned the mics on, we were talking about social media this whole time and about just the pain and horror of trying to figure out what's appropriate to put on social media and what's not <laughs> and how to be authentic. And I was just realizing, I like... Know my head isn't. No. Nah. I, I know it's so it's much of what I do. You're not supposed to agree with me, man. <laughs> yeah. It's better if you just go, like, use your hand. Yeah. Yeah, just put one hand in. Lucas, we can handle that much of your body. Oh, man. <laughs> I know about that T-shirt, about that shirtless photo you posted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. embarrassing for Terrible, everyone. <laughs> um, but... I was just thinking, like, we were talking, it's really hard to be, like, that doing sports like that bring out your ultimate potential. That's your highest authenticity. Mm. And then I was thinking, yeah, I, I, even when you're trying too hard on social media, it doesn't work. You know, like you try and post something and you think, oh, this is going to be the thing. This is going to be great. And then no one fucking pays attention to it and you feel like a fucking moron. But I just realized, like, 
social media environment is designed to be inauthentic. So mm-hmm. it's almost like the more inauthentic you are, the better off you're going to do in that environment. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Because it? you have to adapt. But at the same time, anyone with a fucking brain can kind of see through what you're doing. But like, like this is something that I don't fucking understand, right? There was a girl that Melina showed me this post the other day because it was so silly. There's a girl that posted a real sexy photo of herself, like, Makeup, hair done, fake eyelashes, inner bra and undies, like real sexy, beautiful selfie photo. And then she writes the caption underneath it, social media isn't what you think it is. This photo took me five hours of hair and makeup and posing and lighting and all this stuff to put this thing. And where I am right now, I'm laying in my bed, my hair's matted down to my face, I'm sick as fuck, and I haven't shaved my legs in three days. That's being real. And then hashtag brave, hashtag whatever, fucking. But there was no photo of her laying in bed with her hair matted down mm-hmm. and her fucking hairy legs. She posted a sexy as fuck photo of herself and then said, this took five hours. Don't believe everything you see on Instagram. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? What's the point of that? What what literally is the point of that? And, the, and then you're just saying stuff to say stuff. And then there's people writing comments and they're like, so brave. Like, thank you so much for saying that out loud. And it's like... Well, you mm. didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. No, you, you didn't illuminate <laughs> anything to me except for just showed a fucking sexy picture of yourself. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I find all of it weird. Like, I obviously, I think with that sort of thing, you being a woman yourself would be more, you know, like for us dudes, it's like, oh, sick. It's another, another hot bird. Yeah, <laughs> like bird. A better word. <laughs> another hot lady, you know, it's like, but I get like, I think everybody across the board. I was just let me just sidetrack for a second. Go on, related to, relative to what we're talking about with the when we're talking about the fighting and creating that moment where you have to be authentic. To, yeah, you know, that kind of training. I think combat in general. Like if you talk about doing anything at an authentic level, you can almost muscle your way through. Like whether it be playing music, like you know, uh, yeah. any kind of art form or you know, a job that you do that you, that you may be good at or, you know, some people might be average at a job but they're really good at the marketing side of it. You can kind of fake your way through a lot of shit to get to a point. Yeah. Combat. It's funny because people that have a lot to say about the world are all anti-violence and everything else. I find combat, hand-to-hand combat, one of them, it's just like, to me, it's just next to sex. It's like one of the most beautiful things you can do. If, if it's under a controlled situation or even in a street, a street situation, I guess, with with some kind of, you know, moral boundary there's a respect built yeah but you cannot fake it right yeah in order order to do well in that that arena or that situation you can't fake a fight or combat that brings the 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 most real thing out of you so yeah for me having grown up with that sort of stuff and i know you can relate to this yourself and probably an even you know more deep so in a deeper kind of aspect um when it comes to things like social media i find all of it a joke like I, I i can't I can't really like I'm a kook on that fucking whole platform because I'll never blend in with it. I don't understand it. I don't want to understand it. Mm. I do what I can with my dumb old age and the fact that I've been through you know so many changes in the in the primary industry I'm involved in being music. Yeah, and I've watched it you know go up and down and you know go from one thing to another. When I see people like the woman you're talking about posing like and doing whatever else, men do it as well. Like it's there's, no one's. You know, we're all, we're all doing it now. Like, it's fucking... It's, uh, in some capacity, you got to be... You know, if you want to... Yeah, like, 
unfortunately for me, like I'm a tradesman by day and I've been playing music my whole life and I've probably had a million opportunities in which I could succeed on an international level and haven't because I've either been fucked up at the time or I've been an angry dude that didn't want someone else to have control of the shit that I was doing or I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing at the time and just cooked it, yeah. period. Um, but I know just from being either side of that scale and seeing how much I've had to, we were talking about this before, but how much I've had to haul myself as someone who's really built, like, you know, as a songwriter, I'd, I'd like to think that there are one or two, in, you know, like respected musicians out there that would see me as another, like a peer, not so much, you know, as someone who's kind of under them, for lack of a better, better word, but in no way has my career on the outside reflected that, that growth, you know, so I'm finding myself doing the same sort of shit where I'm going to... I'm trying to weigh up, okay, well, I've got an Instagram account and a Facebook account. You don't just have, you know, even if you're involved in a record label now, they really do not much for you. And if you are involved at a record label, with a record label at a higher level, you're a pop star, which is not what I'll ever be. So mm. I can't just release music, you know, through someone else and have instant success. I've got to re I'm fucking nearly 43. So it's like I'm finding myself relearning and re-navigating shit every day and not liking any of it. Like I don't... Yeah. I have a massive disdain for it because I'm older and have been through a good period into a shit period. Yeah. But yeah, man, like it's with what you're talking about, with that sort of stuff, I can't judge a woman like that because that's just what she's doing in a world that is just as weird as what she's doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, you know, and I, I know how, like, a, like how women would generally feel that are, are authentic and are real. And, you know, I've got a wife who's a beautiful woman and she's sort of has gone in and out of that kind of, you know, that mentality. And she comes from a generation where, you know, social media is a, is is the norm sort of thing, and yeah, you know, she had to grow into it too. But it was kind of part of her adolescence and and all that sort of stuff too. So, you know, seeing the way she sort of tastefully goes about it is is kind of admirable in heaps of ways. And then there's times when I think, oh, baby, you don't need to do that, you know. But I'd never, you know, like stop her or begrudge mm-hmm. her from doing whatever she wants to do. But you know, like there are a lot of exceptions outside of that where women and men both just whore themselves. <laughs> for lack of a better word, yeah, without realising what they're doing because they kind of have to. Like, we are in a world now, everyone's so fucking emptily competitive like, for no apparent reason. People just think they've got to succeed. Like, and what's success, you know? Like, the, the old-fashioned, the ability in the old days to say, oh, you know, what is success? I'm just happy having this. I'm just happy being... You can't... It doesn't really exist anymore. Like, unless you're out, you've retreated to the hills in a fucking log cabin and you're just doing your own thing, living off the grid if you're in society so to speak and you're like you know close to a city or and you want to have a free free life these days you've got to have a lot of money to yeah. live a free life <clears throat> and yeah. at the end of the day you know we're all trying to find a vehicle to make our lives a bit easier like I love hard work but I'm also at the age where I'm really starting to look for a situation where you know I can fucking change things a little bit and make things like start becoming more of a teacher you know yeah. as opposed to someone who's just slogging it out <laughs> And I have wasted a lot of years <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing music because I love it. I fucking love it. I'm never going to stop. But Yeah, and it wouldn't be wasted. I remember, see, that's the question too. Like we uh, – evolution isn't that we adapt to become the best species possible. Evolution is we adapt to become the best species for the environment we're in. Mm. And so it's an odd thing to watch the way that we are adapting to become more – 
technologically, social, uh, social media e internet e focused, mm. Mm. that's where success now lives for yeah, us. It's like it's we, it's almost like because the de- imminent demise of the world, the environment, everything that we're doing is fucking killing the environment that we live in. Mm. It's almost like we all know that that's happening. So we're just trying to escape as fast as we can to the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe we'll get to a point like that the smartest adaptation for our species is to actually adapt to become a robot so that we don't need an environment Mm. or sorry that we don't need a a natural Mm. environment. Do you know what I mean? Like that is our adaptation is that the species is smarter than we are and the species is going, all right, we're about to go through a sixth extinction. We can't operate with carbon-based life forms anymore. We got to accelerate this um, technological advancement so that we get some AI going that actually functions. And we're going to download our consciousness into these mm. AI so they're smart enough. They're going to find the solution. Once the world burns, they're going to figure out how to exist as steel beings or whatever. Yeah, see, so, like that, that, that all sounds very real. Fucking scary, right? Like sci-fi real, but... And it could just be my age, but I'm still stuck in that hole, you know. I, I, I would love to just have a bush pad close to the water and just not have to do any of this stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck and I'm guilty of, I'm very comfortable with things that, you know, like I like my truck and I like my Harley and I like, mm. you know, just doing the things I do. And there are elements of city living and modern living that, that I've become very accustomed to. If everyone put tools down and, and you know, backed into the scrub and just, started doing what we're supposed to be doing by instinct, then I'd do it too. But I kind of don't want to – I'm not tough enough to be the only dude doing it. Yeah, you know? like fuck I, I like enough. to think I am and stuff. I try to make – I think we talked about this in the first podcast, but I try to make my life as, as attached to nature and core values as I, as I possibly can on a day-to-day basis, but I'm still guilty of being a piece of shit like everyone else. So yeah. it's hard, but with that AI reference and stuff, like as a person, I kind of live in the black. And I, and I and I I really have no problem with the end of us or me or anything around me. Like mm-hmm. I don't, and I think that's the difference. Like you've got to, like a few weeks ago, I had a rule uh, to be kind of open about it. I had a had a good two two weeks, three weeks, where I was just you know it was like my old self sort of came back, and I was just suicidal like for every single day, all day I couldn't sleep. For, for nights on end, like I was going mental and hadn't had this kind of bout. You know, like manic and 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 low sort of. What does it long, feel like? Long time. Oh, it's just I can't explain it. Just yeah, my my brain's absolute. So every single thought I was having, I just didn't want to do anything anymore. Like I didn't want to. Everything was going straight to the end. Every time I had a thought, it was like deleting all steps to anything and going straight to the end. I couldn't huh. couldn't come out of it. And then I don't know, managed to pull myself away from it. And I think a lot of it just comes from sitting in this like you know, chair of perspective where you're just looking around going, what the fuck are we doing? Like, seriously, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. Which is unhealthy in a way, but it's very real. And people, I think, in all this stuff we're talking about, social media, that's where that's that's where the stronghold is because I think, like, I can't escape it because my brain's built that way and I'm, I'm probably, I've been suffering that, that way for a long time and I've learned to live with it. Like, I and I look it straight in the eye every time it comes up. So it's mm-hmm. never really not there, but... I think the way the world is now, it's actually gearing a lot of people to naturally feel it, but they can't recognise it because it's like a... And they've got a buffer. They've got social media. They've got... They can wake up in the morning and turn their phone on and look at other people's lives and yeah. they feel better about themselves or worse about themselves or 
it's like a it's like well, it's just plug in for a second. Like in that blackness, in that void where you feel so alone, you can instead of dealing with that feeling of being alone and addressing it and understanding it and understanding why it makes you feel that way, you've got this option of just it's a painkiller. Yeah, this is it's your loneliness painkiller more or less. It's just to connect to the internet, connect to the internet. I feel lonely, connect to the internet. You know what I mean? I, I guess uh, yeah, it definitely is. But I just don't think the general population actually having time to feel that. Well, you in, don't in feel pain. <laughs> you don't feel pain if you're constantly taking painkillers, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you're constantly on social media, you feel loneliness, you feel something's gross mm. under there, but you don't know what it is, so you just keep scrolling. Do mm. you know what I mean? Because that it's that's just like popping more pills. It's yeah. like, oh, I can't sleep at night, so I'll take a sleeping pill. I, I feel uncomfortable for some reason, so I'm going to scroll through Facebook. Facebook still makes me feel uncomfortable, but I'm going to keep going. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's this odd yeah. discomfort. Yeah, it's, it's, and yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know... I don't know that there is a way around it necessarily because it's become so entrenched in what we are and what we do. It's a matter of adapting to it in a healthier kind of way. Mm. And I guess, and this is what we've been talking about for, you know, this whole time before we started, is just trying to figure out what is my healthy way. If like the general population, and I don't mean to be rude to anybody, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but if the general population are kind of fuckwits, they all watch dumb, nonsensical, bullshit things, you know, the things that are, like, really popular and really big usually are just fucking stupid Mm. and easy to digest and it's just Mm. nonsense. It's bright colors. It's whatever. It's just, like, candy-coated bullshit stuff that you don't have to think about. If that's what the majority of the world is, then there is this fringe, like, wonderful group of people out on the outsides that are trying to be something other than that and pushing themselves in different directions. But all of us, these people that are sort of on the outside, I like to exclude myself from the general fuckwittery. I don't know if that's fair or not, but <laughs> I'm going to. I'll back you on that. <laughs> so, like, if we're out here trying to do something that's different, that's not the norm, then... Um, I, I and what I'm going through is this weird cycle of like, wait, I, I think I should be doing better. I need more people to listen to me. I need, I need something else. So then I'm thinking, oh, maybe if I do more fuckwit stuff, then more people will see me. Then I can go back to doing more normal people or more of my stuff, my unique stuff. But if I abandon my unique stuff to do more fuckwit stuff, I just become a fuckwit like everybody else. It's a fucking virus. You know what I mean? And so if you have this inkling to be something other than, and I don't mean, uh, this is the other problem too, is that it's become really trendy to be unique and different in social media. Mm-hmm. It, it's like that, you, that, that is the new normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Being a s- individual is the new n- normal people. Mm. It's, I don't know. There's something on the outside of this, like not, not buying into that nonsense, not using that for so- social gratification, for going back to real genuine authenticity and all of its gross rawness like if that can become more popularized you know like if we don't abandon this yucky feeling like i know that feeling fucking sucks i had a feeling this the other day that like i can't deal i was so exhausted by the fact that i can't be satisfied Like Mm -hmm. that I wake up and I go through it. Like I'll wake up one day and I'm like, I'm good. I got this. I'm making videos. I'm having a good time. My life is good. And then halfway through the day, out of nowhere, I just have this thought like, I am, what the fuck am I doing? There's no point in being here. And I'm exhausted that I go through these cycles of feeling good, feeling sad, feeling good, feeling sad, feeling good, feeling And like, I'm never good enough. Oh, no, I am good enough. No, I'm not good enough. You just, and my fucking head is so exhausting that I get to a point where I just go end, stop. 
I don't want to hear this anymore. It does, and the, it's almost compounded by the fact that my life is really good. It's almost worse because I'm like, I'm looking around going, everything is perfect. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing with yeah. my life. This is everything I've ever wanted. Oh, man, I think it just comes down to, like, we just all expect too much. And again, I think, yeah. I think we talked about this before. Like, we, li- we, we live in a time now where well, we're just a generation of sport. Like, the, it's not even a generational thing now because it's every single generation that's still existing on the planet now. Everyone's spoiled. I mean, obviously, if you live in a third world country that's been war-torn and you don't have the resources, you're not feeling this stuff. So you're finding happiness in the minimal things, whereas... If you're in a Western developed nation, every cunt's a sport, bro. Sorry for that word. Mm. <clears throat> you know, and I come from from a as far as Western Western developed nations go, I've had a pretty, I was exposed to some pretty, you know, um, underdeveloped stuff as a kid growing up, and things that kids aren't supposed to see or, or be involved in, and everything. So I know what pain's about, but I also know that pain's proportionate to your surroundings. Yeah, you know, and and when you're given something or, or something's displayed around you that is supposed to be the norm, and you don't have that, then you're going to crave what you don't have. And yeah, I think you know, with the with the fuckwittery you're talking about, it's probably only really relevant to the sport nations, essentially. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, and the people that that have been exposed to being able to be given the option of having more than they, or basically feeling like they should have more than they have. Yeah, and we're all inclus- included in that. Like that's. If you're living in Australia or the States or the UK and you've got, you know, if you're living in parts of those countries that are kind of like privileged, then you're a lucky person even. And they're the things when I talk about the couple of weeks, you know, that I had a little while ago that was the first bout I'd had in quite a while of shitness. And then I'll say things like, look around, this is the mm. world you're in, you know, like, and then I'll start, you know, like I think these conversations really need to, to gear, gear themselves towards solutions for people. And for me, my solutions are things like, I as soon as I, I I find the the space or the strength to get out of those kind of funks, I start doing things like okay mate, get in the water, now, fucking mm-hmm. move move, don't put your shoes on, you know, just feel the feel the grass feel the sand get in feel the elements feel the things that are around you that are real, play your fucking guitar, sing something loud, train as hard as you can, hit something get hit, lift something heavy. Mm. You know, and just not think about... Like, it's hard because, you know... I mean, I'm only speaking from my perspective, being a self-centred human. But my my days at work are... Like, I've been working in trade since I was 12 and a half years old. I've been exposed to that and I've I've had enough. Like, I love my job. Yeah. But I'm sick of fucking doing it for other people. I've got three tri- trade for qualifications and I've I've done okay in all of them. And I've had enough of it. I just want to do shit for myself now. But I'm, I haven't haven't made the right decisions. I've been smart enough to gear myself or put myself in a situation where I can. So, some days just get real fucking tired. Like, you know, they get real yeah, old well. sort of thing. So, but then I have to do these things. You know, it's like, mate, look around. Well, you know, like... You live in a beautiful part of the world, you know, mm. and, and it's those things that anchor me, like, which I think are a win for me, like, you know, healthy food, healthy exposure to real things, you know, a lot of, a lot of like, my physical, my, my, and my respect for my physical being keeps my brain healthy and I think if more people did that and lived outside of the box, like, I'm still a victim of social media and those things, but... And I still abuse them too, but I'm constantly saying, that's enough, that's enough. And I'll make myself put it down when I know I should, you know, if I feel it's straining my relationship. And yeah. she, I know she's the same as well. If I feel that it's affecting my time into 
putting input into things that are going to be productive like and, and yield a result, then I'll fucking not touch it. You know mm. what I mean? So I what do you constantly think? returning to doing real things, which I think is a solution for, you know, eliminating the fuckwittery you're talking about. Yeah. Well, what do you think is it about the real things that's different than like you said, like have They're respect real? for your body. Yeah. So why is that beneficial? Well, you, you think? Like you, what is it about real that makes something more? You're making contact with. Like why base, does it fix you? Base elements like fundamental things that humans need to be doing like you can't you know we live in a technological world now and there's so many things we don't have to do anymore which we always had to do like we we have this ability now you know where we would have to walk and run we can just drive you know where we could have to roll a fucking boat we can fly like and and where we could have to like organize an actual outing with people in the flesh, we can just send a couple of texts and let half the people down mm, yeah. <laughs> and have a shit gathering. Like it's, you know, like people just don't have the fucking same, same substance anymore. It's not like, you know, we're existing in a world that's that's got any real substance. So it's up to you as an individual. It's like the, it's what I'm saying, I guess, is the same ethos as, you know, do it in your own backyard. It's like if every single person, just took 70% of their day out <clears throat> now to make sure that what they were doing with their physical body and their mind was directed towards a real outcome yeah, and a real thing that's going to yield a result of some sort instead of just wasting those hours that we do on phones or devices or, you know, instead of texting someone, call them. Instead of calling them, go and see them. Like those yeah. sort of things, you know, instead of... It's like the, you know, the food debate as well, you know, like I wish we were back 50 years and we could say to people, hey, like now, can everyone just start eating meat half the amount they do? Yeah. And then maybe have two days a week when you don't touch it and then maybe three days a week, you know, all those things that are animal-based, like oh, I think we should eat animals but I think it should be a delicacy. I believe, yeah, and we I, should I believe do in it be- the hunt and I believe in the kill but if yes. you ain't doing it, then you don't have the right. Yeah, if someone else is doing I, yeah, it for yeah. you, you know, it's like if someone fucks you off and you want to kill them, you kill them yourself. <laughs> You know, solicit a murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's 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 one of those things that people have just lost all that nobility, like with everything they do. Well, yeah, yeah. convenience. It's a funny thing. Like the industrial yeah. revolution has caused us to lend more towards convenience than authenticity because we needed things faster, and it made sense. Like when shit was hard, like we're struggling to do anything, and everything's taking too long. We needed progress, so technology has helped us progress. At, in a billion ways like there's a, mm. an incredible amount of things that I can do that I can make a fucking podcast and put it out on the internet like that somebody would not be able to hear this mm. you know t- five years ago ten years yeah, ago yeah. nobody would ever be able to hear this and that this kind of information can go to other people is a really powerful thing but in the same time that element of convenience is fully taking away our own power and I think that also when you don't feel powerful as a human because you're so dependent on all these external things to make you, you become more and more dependent on external things constantly. Yeah. So, that, And I think we, whether we even realize it or not, we have an insecurity. We all feel insecure because it's like if the lights went out, I wouldn't know what to do. If the grocery store is closed, I wouldn't know how to eat. Mm-hmm. If my podcast couldn't happen, I don't think I'd have a reason to live. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's, That's overly dramatic. But... Well, um, that, you know what I mean? So, like, there is this this constant insecurity. It used to be an insecurity of, like, if I don't look after my tribe, I'll be stuck on my own. So I need to maintur- make sure I maintain this relationship with my tribe. And it was evolutionarily advanceable for us 
to maintain good connective human human connections with each other, respect and reciprocate with each other. And now it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter anymore. As long as you stay connected to the fucking hive through the internet, you mm. can you can get through any minute. You know what I mean? Fine, mm. you might be alone on a desert island. If you could be alone on a fucking desert island for five years, but you had Wi-Fi, you'd probably make it. Yeah, see, I, th- I reckon, you, like, with all this, it just comes down to discipline. Like, it depends on what you want. So... If we, if, if we, everything we're talking about, if you look at where humans are at now and the planet, and first of all, weigh up the importance of even caring about what we're doing because where I'm at at the moment, like I, I, I'm just, for, for lack of a better sentence, just sitting around waiting to die, but I'm doing as much as I can between now and then. So I couldn't give a fuck if we burn or not. Mm. But there's a massive part of me that's been rooted since I was a kid. Well, when I was younger, I did want, I did want to change the world. I remember my ambition when I was, before, when I was a young teenager and I started with music and I started writing my dream, which was fucking ridiculous. It's not or, ridiculous. Or is it? <laughs> um, was to, to get famous, be a musician, make lots of money and just build communities wow. and have rad people. And you know, in my head when I was a kid, it was like, oh, motocross track, skate parks, fucking wave yeah. pools. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, man. But like things where people could come together, we all lived off the grid, everyone traded and that was my dream as a kid. And as I got older and then, you know, it got fucked up with my life and crime and drugs and all the things that, that, I, that I ended up going through, all that stuff went out the window and I became a bitter, angry person, prone to violence and things that weren't right. So, huh. it's, you know, like it's things that change you along the way that may change your whole outlook. So I try and use, now that I'm older and I've gotten through all that shit and I'm, you know, I admit, admittedly battle different things, but essentially I'm, I'm a together kind of guy and I've got, I've got kind of a path now until I, until I vacate, until mm-hmm. I'm done. But I always go back now, now that I'm, I'm sane-ish, <laughs> I go back to that mind frame I had when I was a teenager to remind myself, like, you know, you need to stay there, mate. Like, you need to, what is need that, to hold that thing. What's that sensation that you want people to come together? Like, what, what does that feel like? Why, why is well, that important? I don't know if I want people to come together. I think come together on a notion of being a fucking good human yeah. is more than what I mean. Like, I, to be honest, I don't like want to spend too many people too much time with heaps of people. It's not my thing. I need my solitude and that's how I get shit done. There's no results if I'm with other people. Like mm. all of my best thinking gets done on my own first thing in the morning when I wake up. And so I don't think coming together as a people is a good thing, but coming together on ideas um, where where our first concerns aren't money and politics and greed, yeah. our first concerns are survival and should always be rooted in that. I think that's where what I mean. Like that's where it lies. Like to have a community, like so your idea, this kind of amusement park for rad people to do cool <laughs> that's shit. Dead and gone, but, but but I mean, like I mean, there's some <laughs> real value in that though. Like yeah, because I, guess so. I mean, on a, to- on a topical level, like you know, there's there's those things. But I mean, yeah, I think just building better people was the I, as as an egotistical young man who thought he had it all worked out. I was probably just saying, I just want good humans doing good shit, which for me is putting back into the earth. Like that's kind of. You know, you look after your human body and your and, and your your family and your mate's body next to you with each other, and then you put back into the planet by not fucking raping it and doing what we're doing now, which is, you know, we've cheapened everything. Right? Everyone just everything. wants an easy way out. No one gives a fuck, man. No one gives a, like you know, I watch these politicians on on. I don't even have fucking TV at home, but if I see a news program or hear someone talking about the latest thing, you see it online. Obviously, people put debates up, and there's 
keyboard warriors fucking fighting over dumb shit online yeah. and you just watch it and think you guys are all fucking idiots like you're all burning like none of this matters yeah, like, none yeah. of this political shit matters until we get back to fundamental stuff and start doing things in our own backyard that really count as a collective unit therefore changing the dynamic of where politics are heading because they have no power yeah. everyone's trying to change things on the front line and then you know rallying and doing all these things that you know push towards politicians which to me is like changing their minds and doing the right thing but it's just pantomime for the corporations like the corporations that make the true decisions and have the hard line say i believe are the ones that are holding your resources the things that we think we oh, need. Yeah. so if all those things were to come back to the human doing as much as they can independently as possible and take the onus of responsibility off the corporations providing them with packaged foods and you know like using your car as little as possible and all those little things like if mm. everyone did that collectively and wasn't so indulgent yeah i think there'd be a shift and i think if we had started that back when i was probably a dreamy young teenager yeah like way before that even if, you know well yeah it's a, it's a thing like it, it, this is the, well, sort fuck, of sounding man. a bit self-important at the moment but do you know what i mean no no like i it's... hear you i don't get what you're saying man but this this is like it's the shift in perspective I, again, going back to that that authenticity thing, and and I'm obviously harping on about social media because it's it's right on the front of my fucking brain, and it's my that is my nemesis at the moment. It's my nemesis <laughs> at the moment. It's also my best friend because it's the only way I get fucking shit things out to, for the podcast. The only way people know about what I do in my life is through social media. So I'm grateful that it exists, but it's just on the front of my brain. But I had this this thought while you were talking just then, like the idea. Um, like what we value now, it, we don't value authenticity. We value people that are saying stuff to appear to be virtuous. Mm. Like like what you're talking about you with these like keyboard the, warriors. The trend of influencers. Yeah, the trend of influencers. And everyone, no one's saying anything of any value. It's all the same shit that fucking... Buddhist scholars have been talking yeah. about for thousands of years that, you know, people have started cults with less, you know, this mm -hmm. is this, it's just the same old shit. This is somebody in their fucking. I find the comedians these days to be the wisest people on the planet. Yes, absolutely. They're I the think, most I introspective. They're, the, they're the probably like the, all the social media, sorry to butt in you though, or just the, the social media trend, like with the influence, everyone's trying to do it now because obviously it's yielding results and people are making money out of it. But I think people like, you know, your Rogans, Chris D'Elia, Jim Jeffries, all those people that probably aren't being rated as wise. Like Bill Hicks was, a, was an OG oh, dude that was Bill, pushing boundaries oh, then. But I think yeah, comedians for the last 20, 30 years have really been the people that we should all be listening to. Because yes. they're, they're the ones that have been raising, and it sounds really dumb and lighthearted, but it, I'm fucking deadly serious. Like if people paid attention to what most of those dudes said, like Bill Burr, the dude's oh, a fucking legend, man. Absolutely, I love yeah. him. Like yeah. A lot of people don't like him, but I just think he's just... Well, but so this is the thing, man. He's got life worked out, you know? He, like, <laughs> th there's an unabashed honesty about saying something that is really clearly obvious. No one wants to admit it out loud, so they say it out loud. They've got nothing to lose, and it's going to mm. get a laugh, and that's, what that's their prerogative, is to point out the ugly mole on the society's face. Like, that's their job, to be yeah. the clown that points out the shit. Kind of yeah, at it, at it sort of. and not taking themselves too seriously. I, I mean, I mean, comedians themselves also have to go through all the same exact shit we're talking yeah. about, like this self promotion and is that okay and is it not? And you say a joke that's shit, and then do you are you supposed to apologize? You not? but but like so this whole thing with this, um, like that's what's fucking great about Bill Burr is that it is really not trendy 
to say anything against women right now. And I just watched a thing that he did the other day where he was just like, women are totally overrated. And mm. everything right now is like feminism and women are strong and equal and all this stuff. And you're right, you're right, you're right. right, right. But it's all just wordplay. It's all just nonsense mm. that people are saying to appear to be woke, to be, appear to be like with oh, the yeah, new I age. And Bill Burr <laughs> is probably one of the strongest proponents of women's rights in an mm. authentic way of anybody. Mm. But because the way he says it, uh, women immediately go, ah, oh, he doesn't like women. And it's like, no, you're fucking wrong. He loves women. He yeah, loves yeah, really strong. I love it that he's a redheaded white man with a black wolf. Yeah. But he's he's he such, it. he's fucking such a legend. But anyways, the, so this, this thing, um, so what we value, unfortunately, like, the, and the whole reason I'm asking these kind of weird questions about the idea of bringing people together or what is it that drives you for that is that all of this stuff that you keep coming back to is the same thing, this authenticity, the realness, that like mm. when you feel sad, you go back into your body because this is something tangible and real that you can yeah. physically touch because the the antidote to that feeling is the falsity and the just the profligating online and saying that you want to be a part of the environment while you're working on your smartphone that mm. was created by slaves in the Congo you know what I mean it's the, we, everything we do in the do modern western the world inconvenient truth and there was the footage of Al Gore oh yeah talking Al about Gore's climate video. change as yeah. he flies in his private jet yeah I love that. It was really well. Cool. This uh, this is just this came out just recently. Somebody tagged me in a video because um, this is this new viral video. It started with Gillette being this uh, yeah, 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 the yeah. fucking Gillette ad about toxic masculinity. Uh, there's one thing first of all, and, and uh, I listened to this great podcast called the Blind Boy Podcast. He's an Irish guy, and he did a whole episode on why that Gillette ad is fucking idiotic because Gillette is owned by Procter and Gamble, which all of their products are created by illegal fucking palm oil forests, mm -hmm. you know, and completely un non-sustainable. They're completely destroying the entire mm -hmm. environment, but they're woke, you know what I mean? But they <clears throat> believe in fucking talk, whatever. So it's just clickbait. It's just bullshit. It's to bullshit to get, because this is the new trend. People are like, oh, no, you have to be, you have to say these things. But anyway, so I, someone just tagged me in a video the other day, and I'm so close to saying something about it, but I'm holding my tongue. It's a Nike video about crazy women. And it's like all these Nike people, strong women, beautiful, powerful, doing this. They call me crazy if I want to do something or call me a bitch if I stand my ground or whatever. It's just this fucking nonsense. It's, mm. it's, supposed, it's appearing to be woke and appearing to be like tag your mate who's a strong woman. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Nike are making products through fucking child labor Mm. sweatshops, yeah. they're a gigantic corporation that only exists and can only sell you those fucking shoes and tights that you take your selfie Instagram photos on. They can only sell you that shit at an affordable price because they are fucking torturing people. Yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then they're saying that they're not. They are, 100%. They're, they're the biggest company that's involved in the subjugation of minorities but meanwhile they've got like black people and brown people and white people all women all being powerful and it's like go fuck yourselves yeah. it's a it's a fuck false up. front it's not none of it is authentic and it makes me and, and i think like the reason why i'm getting so vehement upset about it <laughs> is that like because I'm taking this shit so personally, I personally feel like I'm doing something that's trying to be authentic and 
I'm not sure I'm being heard. So mm. then I'm trying to figure out more ways of getting more people to hear me mm. say the things I'm trying to say. But the only people that are getting paid attention to are like girls with their tops off on Instagram. And then, I, and then I'm like, oh, so maybe I'll just be a girl with my top off on Instagram. So then I take a sexy selfie. And almost also at the back of my mind, the reason why I did that too, which I had to think about it later because I was like, why did I do that? What was that? Um, it's almost a little bit. I've had people message me because I take a bunch of real dumb selfies. You know, like oh, you've mm-hmm. seen my Instagram. It's just a whole yeah, bunch of nonsense. It's, it's fucking stupid. <clears throat> And that's my style. I, I, whatever. That's the way I do things. And I've had people message me and be like, why do you have such a low self-esteem? Like, you're a pretty girl. Like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, almost in some way I want it to be like, no, look, I can do it. You want to see a sexy picture of me? Here you go. Like, I'm Mm. capable of doing Mm. this I'm a sexy person thing. But I don't. Because I don't believe in that value, and well, it's just not well. Not to say you're not sexy, but it's not not you to come. You know, you don't present yourself that way. Fuck so no, man. You're a brain's first person, and that's which is equally sexy. That's not, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, a difference. I don't think you know that stuff. Unfortunately, in reference to the women aspect of where we're at now with what you're talking about, you know, coming from the Bill Burr conversation, like you know, he actually. On that subject, he had this interview where they had a female reporter interviewing him about female comedy. I was asking him, you know, like, and he, he comes across like he's been a pig, but he's actually totally, like, he basically says, what the fuck are you asking me for, you know? Like, yeah. if I had a fucking, you know, if I was standing outside a club that was a woman's only club, I'm not going to try and get in. I'm going to go and start my own club. Like, just kill every night. doesn't matter what you've got between your legs. Yeah, he yeah, so yeah. He says it, like, he says it real brutal, and she's there going, oh, fuck, but by the end of it, she kind of realizes that all he's doing is empowering her 100% by saying, Stop fucking whinging and just do your thing. Like, yeah. if no you're attention. funny, you're like, funny. If men are pricks, then be better than a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is one of those, it's hard because we live in a world that's been so geared towards, you know, it's a man's world and it's, it's fucked. Like, you know, that's a, that's a real 20, it has 20th been. century I mean, thing and, and, and before that as well, obviously. But there's no denying that people, there has been, like, the scales have been tipped the wrong direction for a long time. That's like for Joe, sure. Like Joe Rogan says, you make all the people. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that, it's like the most important creature on the planet. And I think, yeah, like that, that stuff, you know, it, it's really reflective in social media because it feels like, kind of feels like women have only got that vehicle to use, which is totally dumb. Like, it is, so many, man. So many things that, you know, a woman has to offer outside of that stuff. You know, but at the same time, you know, when things look good, people like it. So it's a hard one. Like, I'm not going to not look at a hot woman. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like, fuck yeah, she's hot. It's not. I'm like that with comedy. Like, if I think someone's funny, they're incredibly attractive to me. Mm. You know what I mean? I I couldn't give a fuck what they look like. If someone has a brain and they're funny, Mm. I'm all about it. And and there's nothing like, and I think this is why I get a bit hard on myself if I post, like I was saying about the video I just posted and I was kind of a bit embarrassed. I didn't feel like it was quite as funny as it could have been. I thought it was a fucking pisser. Oh, good. Oh, that's nice to hear. Um, Out loud and everything. (laughs) I (laughs) LOL'd. LOL'd, thank you. Um, But like, so I... I, um, I put a lot of energy into that because that's what I'm attracted to. I'm not attracted to somebody who looks good on the internet. So like if I if I ha- followed dudes on Instagram and liked their photos because they were showing me their six pack, like almost as soon as I see someone, like when we went through the manuary thing and we we're looking <laughs> at profile pictures, if I saw a guy take a mirror selfie, I was immediately like, dickhead, moron, yeah. idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he could have been a, a super cool dude, but I've just immediately judged him. So it's funny like that I'm sitting here being like, be authentic, but... Really, I'm judging people immediately if they, because 
men have that mentality where they think, I like it when a girl shows me what she, her body looks like. So she must like it when I show her mine. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. And oh, man. <laughs> in, in my head, I'm going, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? So on the same token, when I put yeah. stuff out on social media, I put time and energy into trying to think of funny things to say, make silly posts, do that, because that's what I'm wanting to attract. But yeah. what's funny about it is that I'm being the man in this situation, <laughs> and yeah, not the girl. Like the man's actually looking at it, going, "Stop trying to out funny me. Just fucking be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Give up." Oh, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> like it's you know, <clears throat> I think men. Are, uh, it depends on the man, and it depends on the woman. But I'd like to think that most men aren't as shallow as that. And the thing for me, like a message to all the dudes out there, yeah, like women don't want to see your body, man. Like no, that, like it's may- maybe a bonus if you've got a good one, but. Like I've never had a like my wife's beautiful and I've never had a drama meeting women and and you know being next to a beautiful woman and it's it doesn't take a genius to work out it's not because of my fucking head my head looks like <laughs> shit but it's a brain and a humor thing like it's one of those things and I think if you're a man of substance and you meet a woman even if she's hot or whatever else if you it doesn't really matter it's the com you know it's what starts it's how it starts and yeah. then things start to change because you spend time with it's like listen to the radio you know you might. Some other tradie on the job site's just playing fucking CFM, and then you're hearing this dumb pop song that you hate. Within a week, you're singing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter, and it's one of those. It's a real simple way of looking at human interaction too, because you might meet someone. You know, there's obviously parameters within that. Some people are got a certain taste or a certain persuasion to whatever it is it may be. But I think a lot of shallow things can be overlooked pretty quickly when there's substance that pops up that's like you say authentic. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. And you can't know that without being in person with that person too. That's what's fucking weird about our new... you can't see. There's smells and there's... Yeah. There's chemistry and spiritual shit that you don't, you know, like that. Yeah, just the essence of a person. 100%. And, you know, if you're on on that social media thing you're talking about, if you're presenting yourself in a certain way that you think people should see you as and it's not actually you, then you're just shooting yourself in the face like... Yeah, because why would you take it like that? And that's my other like illogic. Th- like I just don't understand the the sexy picture that I put. I did both angles, so I did like the one that's like ah, this is sexy, and then I did the fucking underneath my chin gross <laughs> angle because I was like, this is what this is what angles do. It's not me. This is not what I look like. I don't look like either one of these people. This is just an angle of a photograph of me on one side and the other. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, why the fuck? Would you put so much effort into making yourself look like that in an image and plaster your whole social media with that, get all these followers, all this stuff, and then you, like, where does it go from there? When you have to go out in the real world and people are like, that, what, what, who's that? You know what I mean? Because I'm not, you, not that person. I like to, I like to pleasantly surprise people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like people to think that I'm a fucking pig and then they see me in real life and they go, oh, she's a lot better looking than those horrible gross selfies on the internet. Do you know what I mean? I was like, wouldn't that be better if you're meeting somebody and you're kind of like, she's all right, but she doesn't take a very good picture. And then she's, you see them in real life and like, oh, yeah, no, she's good yeah. to hang out with and she's better looking than I expected. Yeah. 100%. Again, at the end of the day, I think none of it fucking really, really matters. Like, this is the thing. Like, well, this is what's scaring me, man, is that... Caught up in everything that... This is my problem, is that um, to go right back to the very start of what I was saying today, is that... We evolve as a species to adapt to our environment, hmm. not the other way around. We're not evolving to be better versions of human beings. 
we're evolving to be the best versions of human beings that can deal with the environment we're yeah, in. But in the process, we're creating an environment. Right. So while we create this environment, and this is what you were talking about, is having to take responsibility for your immediate day-to-day life mm-hmm. is so fucking important because it does matter that people are more caught up with bullshit on social media than the real life. That does matter, in my opinion, because we have... If, if our value structure is that people appear to be away, but they do whatever they want, mm. that's a real fucking problem because people will still buy shit from Nike even though we know that it's murdering people or yeah. ruining people's lives. People are still going to buy shit from Gillette because, yeah, they have a rad ad campaign and all the women are buying their men Gillette fucking razors because they're not toxically masculine. But meanwhile, <laughs> Gillette is fucking burning the rainforest. You yeah. know? Yeah. It, that yeah. is really important. It's really, really 100%. important that we, that we understand that authenticity is the most important thing beyond everything else. Mm-hmm. And it, it, the sooner we get away from fucking Snapchat filters and dumb fucking selfies and all of that stuff, I think we... If all like like I think Joe had this idea one time on a podcast, and I think it's a good idea. Like imagine this that there was Yelp reviews for people. Like that every interaction this Individuals. would be Yeah, this would yeah. be fucking scary, right? But every interaction you've ever had, and Black Mirror did an episode of this, and I think it was really good. Did you see that episode? Where I would have. Which one? It, it was the one where they like rate each other after every interaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. So imagine if there <laughs> So say you couldn't physically rate them. Mm. Okay. Well, I have to lay this out. So in case somebody hasn't seen the Black Mirror episode, this is basically what happens. Everybody has a smartphone and they have an interaction with each other. And then after the interaction, they have to rate the interaction. And then this results in a score for each person and their score goes up and down. And they have certain access to certain things depending on how high or low their score is. So this can be manipulated, right? Because you have to walk up to someone and be like, oh, just give me a good rating, you know, and you become this kind of creepy social media need more likes person who I have been for this whole week because <laughs> I've been embarrassed about my post. <laughs> Please share my post. I'm embarrassed. Um, but so this, this thing, um, what I'm thinking is that, no, that's not a good idea because it's easily manipulated. But let's say we go the Bitcoin version of that, which is it's hardwired to your psychology that if you have an authentic reaction to an authentic experience with someone, that logs your actual authentic experience of that person so you can't actually rate them your psychology is going to do it automatically yeah, right and so it goes you, into you a database point, you point it every time it happens yeah like you just it, it, it's like say we have a microchip embedded into us which is going to happen anyway yeah. so we got this microchip every interaction we have your body like it it checks your body diagnostics and it goes, oh, this person's feeling threatened. This person feels like that Mm -hmm. person's a liar. This person, oh, they're really having a good conversation or they feel really good about each other. Mm. Then that logs against your personality what you are, like the general vibe that you're giving to everybody else. That turns into a score for you so that you have to authentically react with other people and interact with other people in the most genuine, authentic way possible as to not give them the vibe that you're lying or you're deceitful or you're trying to get something from them, whatever. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. So there's no hiding. Like the way you actually make somebody feel and the way that they feel around you Mm -hmm. is a genuine, tangible thing that can't be manipulated by anyone. Because why I say the Bitcoin version is it's like devoid of human interaction or human manipulation. I don't know. Imagine that. Yeah, no, yeah. 
That's pretty fucking crazy. I'd have nothing to hide, and you'd have to go back to that. So you can't make money in this world. There's yeah. no money in this world. It's just your general presence of being and what mm. what you're giving back. So like, oh, imagine this. Oh, this would be crazy. Like that the environment itself has these sensors on it too. So like the way you interact with the environment, every time you throw some shit out the window that you don't care about or whatever, your mm. points go down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that would well, be fucking crazy. Living with that kind, I get. I like solutions and and having that like microchip the, everyone. Microchip. Everyone. <laughs> I think. Well, I think without sort of getting ridiculous with it, that trying to live with that kind of awareness is essentially. I mean, it's not. I know. Short of, short of being like just a flawed human and fucking up anyway. Like I do try and have some kind of mentality every day where I question every single thing I do. Yeah. Like, right, I've been recycling water at work since, like, I remember when I was a kid and I started, before I got my apprenticeship, and I started laboring for the guy I did my apprenticeship with on weekends and stuff. I was the one that introduced him, can we recycle the water? Because we used to just fill up new buckets and chuck them out every time we cleaned, you know, like any kind of you know, uh. adhesive or grouts or whatever it may be in, in what we were using. I remember saying, let's keep, we can reuse it. We don't need to use as much water because I used to think, fuck, where's all this water going? Then I started looking at all the sand we used and then thinking about the stone and the tiles and... All these products, and then when I went to timber work as well, it's the same deal. Like all the trees, like, I've always had that constant, like ah ah ah, what, yeah, what's yeah. happening, you know? And then growing up in a house and putting rubbish out there. Like I grew up in the '80s in Australia. We had a thing come come through called the Do the Right Thing campaign. I was born in 1976. <clears throat> when I was a kid, for the first we'll call it 10 years of my life, you go and have fish and chips at the beach with your family. You just leave the rubbish on the ground. You know? Whoa! People would just drive their cars and throw the rubbish out the window. Yeah, it's like that in Indonesia still, guys. Smoke cigarettes in the car with their kids and just, you know, bum the darts outside. And and then I remember the Do the Right Thing campaign coming in, mainly targeted around Sydney. And they had all these ads where people were going around our parks and they were littered with rubbish. And people were picking up rubbish and put them in these bags that had this Do the Right Thing label on them. And it went through the whole, like, it changed Australia. Like, it changed. That's when bins started getting put everywhere. You get fined if you put, you know, if you started littering and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And no one thought it. We just thought the world was fine. And then the 90s hit and everyone realised how fucked we were and the music changed, everything changed. You know, the 80s was the last true decade of excess where, you know, it's just cocaine and money. Fuck. Everyone was loaded and having a good time. It was like summer all year round in Australia. And I, I remember that, like, I really do. And no one gave a fuck. Your local builder had a double-storey house, boat, two cars, heaps of money. Wow. Like it was, you know. And then we got to the 90s and went, hang on a minute, we've gone too far. Yeah, and that's yep. when everything changed, you know. And instead of fucking Van Halen, there was Soundgarden. And it was like, wow, know, yeah, just yeah, tipped on their head, sort of thing. And fucking people like Kurt Cobain started wearing flannelette shirts and ripped jeans instead of you know makeup and <laughs> all sort of shit. It was like a full topsy turvy thing. But I think having that all back to what we're talking about, having that awareness of like, okay, how much damage are my steps making? Like, how's my footprint? Like, you have to do it. You have to fucking yeah. do it. Like having that. The discipline responsibility with every decision you make within reason and without driving yourself crazy i just make myself in my life have time or take time to say you know don't do that today man or well and it's not today so you don't need to do that today or you've given too much time to that thing that doesn't matter so go back and do some real shit mm. i think i think you know not to make myself sound something like some kind of self-righteous prick but I think you need to do that. Like, you know, follow some footsteps. Everybody needs to take a bit of a leaf out of that book, and I need to every day as well. Like, I constantly remind myself because I'm a shit human that's prone to doing bad stuff and yeah. not, not giving a fuck. I'm constantly saying, fuck with. 
yeah, pull, your head pull in. it in. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. And, I, and, and these days, because people are so far from having to give a fuck, because even though the damage is worse than it's ever been, we've got these filters <laughs> that yeah. enable us to hide and escape from the real shit. Yeah, absolutely, it's man. It's behind the curtain. It's around the corner, man. Like, you know, every decision you make about something that's going to have a have a bad like do your research you know like if and this is the funny thing with with the, with having <laughs> my wife has been a massive you know we have a massive age gap between us but her way of living we've educated each other also. yeah like she's we've been a very good she's balance, fucking she's, incredible at this stuff she's oh she she just knows the facts man and yeah. she will i will put her in a room with any fucking carnivore or meat eater and she will destroy them yeah wow because she knows her shit and it's on a it's on an environmental level because most people tend to eat food based on them and what they need. Mm. Chelsea's been a, a vegan since she was ten years old, wow. and she's flirted with different things through the years. And she has done her research, and she will shut down anyone. Um, not to say you're supposed to be vegan, and we have this conversation because she knows, like I'm a male, like I love blood, and I, and I've I've hunted, and I'm prone to eating meat, and I understand the the sacrifice that needs to be made. So she respects my thoughts on it, like. If I had the ability and the time to get myself onto the kill and live off it, I would very honorably eat meat when I know I can and mm. I would go back to choosing to live off the planet. Yeah. It's a commercial industry that does the damage. That's the thing. It's not, yeah. it's not the practice that you're undertaking. Yeah. It's not eating the meat. It's not drinking the milk. Yeah. It's the fact that you're supporting industries that are doing so much fucking damage way above fossil fuels, way above anything else. And yeah. you need to, people need to do the research and that's where a lot of that stuff starts. Like... It's not just driving your car and throwing well, it, but but simple changes like I mean, what we did for this month for Freshuary was so easy, mm. and it's easy because of technology. We I go on the internet and I select the box that I want. I pick my options for what fruits and vegetables I want. It comes to my door from a local farm. Somebody goes to the farm, picks it up, puts it in a box, and drops it at my door. Mm. That's it. That's all I have to do. I have not stepped foot in a grocery store for the whole month i go to a local butcher that i know that they are producing exactly as much as they need to go into the butcher and that's it mm. that's all we fucking need and it well, like this month it's 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 a simple change it's a really easy simple change like if everyone on the gold coast used those companies and there's a bunch of butchers around the place there's a bunch of these farm to table places there's a yeah. shitload of them then coals would be out of business yeah no i just think if people understood that they don't need to be doing like anything like that as much as they think they need to be, like, mm. you know. It's well, just, it's dumb stuff. It's like, it's the, it's a laziness thing. It's like, because it's available, it's, we're lazy. I, and I was doing this too myself. Like all a hundred percent, I would be like, oh, I don't feel like cooking. Eh, I'm just going to go get something. And now this month, because we aren't allowed to go and just get takeaway or just go to Coles and grab a chicken or whatever, because mm. I'm not allowed to, I have to look inside my fridge and go, what can I make with this stuff? Yeah. Or plan your shit earlier. Yeah. Plan my life out. And then Melina and I had a couple of days where we got on our bikes and rode out to this local shop that we found a little cool grocery store shop to get our um, local dairy from. And so we go out and ride our bikes and we had this little fun adventure and we get to spend time together. Because mm -hmm. over Manuary, um, we're... We both have been feeling like we just spend too much time with each other and we never go out in the world. So mm. Manuary was this whole idea of like, nah, let's go and talk to dudes and try and like get other people involved in our life. And we both, even though we spent the same amount of time with each other, weren't present with each other at all. We're talking on our phones. Our phones are constantly going off. We're messaging people. And 
I mm. felt lonely for her, you know, like I missed her. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. I I see her every day, but I, we worked together. But I missed her because mm. we didn't spend any quality time together. We had become in the habit of halfway engaging while we're thinking about this guy we're talking to or looking at our phones or whatever. Yeah. And then this month, because we've... I, I just haven't even looked at my fucking phone hardly ever. And I'm spending my time trying to figure out ways of us making meals together. How are we going to organize our food? We buy a lot of more stuff together now because it, mm. we're going to the same shop or we go to the markets together. And now, like, we have developed, we've, like, just leveled up our relationship to becoming better friends, closer with each other. And we feel, like, mutually connected to something inside ourselves that's totally... It's not related to that fucking outside world. Mm. It's such a nice change. And like if everyone in their family could do something like that, you know, like, all right, we're all going to go to the markets together. Like what a nice day out. Yeah, yeah. And we just don't do it because, and, and I get it. Like people are like, oh, I'm fucking busy. You don't understand. I got to support my kids. I've got, one, you know, single mom and three kids and there's just no time for it. But how hard is it to have a f- thing delivered to your door? And yeah. if you actually look at what you're spending money on, like, cause that's the thing like, oh no, it costs too much money. I can't afford $40 a week on vegetables. Mm. It's like, uh, <laughs> how much do you spend at a fucking grocery store? How much do you spend on takeaway? Yeah. How much do you spend? This package shit too, man. I go into a supermarket and it drives me mental because I see mm. a solution there. I think, okay, well, if you are Kellogg's for example, and you want to sell cereal, don't package it. Yeah. Send it out in massive amounts, provide the fucking supermarkets with big containers that people can just fill their shit up with. The government issues every single household with a certain set of plastic and glass containers that they can keep for fucking years. And you go and get your shit and you don't be lazy and you make the effort to take it out of your car in a trolley that's outside, carry the shit in there and pull out what you need by weight. Yeah. You know how much it weighs, you know the product, it gets fucking scanned or whatever at the counter and you go home. There's no rubbish. Yeah. Anything that's, you know, even if it was just like, all produce like that, like packaged shit that we buy in these fucking stupid cut. Like the, the, the companies still get to advertise their shit. They can still have a dumb fucking rooster on the front that says Kellogg's or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it is they're, they're, they're selling. And you have these, you know, there's obviously going to be some stuff you're going to have to have packaged, but we get at least half to two thirds it down. Yeah. Like how many buying. Gillette razors now are going to come without a package? <laughs> Zero. But they're so woke. You know what I mean? Like, they are totally on board with the new wave of humanity. There's so many things. It's just, like, elimination of stuff, man. Like, you know, just... I think the planet can handle a bit of shit that's built that way and, and, and the way we can discard stuff. If we're making, if we're making the right products or the right... or making products mm-hmm. out of the right materials and we, we package them or deliver them to people in certain ways or in using methods that eliminated that side of it where there's just a byproduct... Mm-hmm an aimless byproduct there that people can't keep or whatever else, if that was condensed down and then we had like a good recycling system or a system where we converted those materials into different energies or different substances that can be remade into something else continually, there's not enough thought into that shit. They're too fucking worried about buying weapons and fucking oh, I you know. Know, putting money into shit that doesn't uh. fucking matter when they can just take the time out to be pro-human and pro-life. So quickly, like they got the resources and the funds. All all developed nations, governments have it across the world. The United Nations could do it at the fucking drop of a hat, but it's almost like they want to see us burn. So it's like this is where humans start going, fuck it. I mean, so and because like, why wouldn't you? Because it's fucking scary. It's horrible. Yeah, like, you know, it's horrible. It's when I talk about of. at the beginning of this conversation, I said I had that kind of a couple time a little while ago. Like I don't really afford myself a luxury of being too depressed over my stuff because my head is absolute in every way. So when I go through a thing, it ends up welding pretty quick. So I'll go from having like an internal problem 
and that becomes a what the fuck am I even caring mate we're all burning so which then in turn becomes a world problem where I'm you know just going what the fuck are we living in like what is this madness and then I go through shit like then it's horrible so it's like I'm sure there's thousands of other people doing the same thing whether they understand what it is or not I don't know but that's the biggest problem for me that I think when you talk about I don't know if the microphones were on, but when you were saying you're interested in this, what drives people to fix things and stuff, I think for me personally, I'm always coming back to that thing where it's like, well, you've got to set an example of some sort, you know, and then I start going, you self-righteous cunt. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's like, you know, if you're, if you're in the, on this planet and you're doing a thing that involves taking a thing from somebody else or from out of the ground, then you need to put back and you need to have an effort yeah, it's, it's required of you. You're obligated to make an like to have at least a, an inkling to have an, to make an effort or to make an effort strongly in your own backyard and then towards the influence of other people without being that dude that's going. You do help. You do what I'm doing. You know, yeah, like, yeah. But you got to set an example. Like I, I know for my daughter that you know the the stuff that I am trying to instill in her is is value based and it's. <coughs> It's pro-human based, whether she hears or not, I don't know. I've been thinking about this stuff since I was a little boy and I now as a man have the power to do something but it's gone that long now that I hate myself because I haven't actually done anything outside of writing music that people might connect to. Yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, well, if if you're of the same ilk and you kind of have failed a lot of stuff, then I think making the effort in your own backyard to not waste and to not do things that are going to destroy the things that you say you love trying to find your place on the planet and about things about how the, the way you look versus somebody else. Like, none of that shit fucking matters. What, yeah, that, man, that's a what, good point. You know, and what, and what success is. Like, oh, I constantly go, fuck, I wish I just had heaps of money because I'm sick of doing this shit. Like, I've worked too hard and I've gotten nowhere, but it's my fucking fault. I decided yeah. myself into this shit. It's, you know, I can blame all the life stuff I can. I can blame my parents. I can blame the shit that I've seen. But at the end of the day, it's me. Like, I... I was given the, the tools to do things and I've decided myself into a place I'm kind of happy with, but some days I get hagged on it. So I go, oh, I fucking want to die today. Like I don't you know, want to deal with this anymore. So I think, you know, staying away from that as much as you can is rooted in me making myself do, you know, authentic things. Like, yeah. and things that leave a trail of goodness in some fucking way. Yeah, man. That is, yeah. it's, it's literally the antidote. It mm. it is funny. It's when you get caught in these fucking negative spirals, getting stuck inside your head about oh my thing, I need my stuff, my e. Yeah, yeah. it, and it's tough because sometimes I think at that moment you feel like such a piece of shit that you're like, why would anything I do matter anyway? Yeah, that's and, where it gets. <laughs> and so you have to kind of like, you have to take that moment and go, like that's even in self indulgent thought. Like it sounds like oh, you know, I'm not being egotistical, but in a, you literally are like that. There's nothing more egoic than saying that you're a piece of shit and you're not worth anything. Mm. It's not you, the self. The the self is capable of doing fucking anything. It's your ego being lazy, saying no. It's way easier for you to wallow here. Yeah, that's right. And that, and that's crazy. Like just acknowledging, like, oh wait a second, this is just my ego wanting to make itself survive. I need to just walk outside and put my feet in the grass. Yeah. T- just take the steps. Just fucking move. Do something. But Jesus Christ, we've been talking for way too long. No, so. I don't mind. It's all. I was, I was only looking at it because it looked like it's doing its thing. It is now. It, it seems to be working. I must have again. a real quiet voice, except yeah. when I'm screaming. Yeah, I don't know. You have to save that for your show tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I think over the next, you know, year, I, I do want to get into more of a position where I can somehow explain some of this stuff on 
on a more personal level. To well, people. we're going to do that, man. I think I, I a hundred percent think this is the best thing. Like it will be a really, really cool thing. And I'm curious too, if anybody's listening to this and you want have, um, any of the topics that we talked about today, if you want to know more about it, what Lucas and I are going to do is a, we're looking at taking a, one idea at a time and really diving into it really deep and then making a, probably a video and podcast for each one of these individual ideas and do it once every six weeks or something. And if there's something that you want more information about of how you can change your life to better contribute to the community around you or your own mental health, let us know. And Mm -hmm. we're going to start compiling these lists and really dive into these topics because, and we'll do the research about it too. So that like, if you don't, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you don't have time to do your own research about how to help the planet, then we'll do it for you and get it out there. Yeah. I think it's a great idea, man. Yeah, man. I think it's something that we're missing, but Anyway. Got to contribute somehow. You have to leave a stain, as some wise person yeah, once told me. Yeah, leave a stain. <laughs> um, so if people want to find you, they can uh, – uh, this podcast won't be out until Sunday, and you're already have going to played uh, – God damn it. You're already going to have played. Well done. Yeah. That was hard to say. That was a good sentence. Um, yeah, now we do have a little show if you're on the Gold Coast tomorrow night with, with me old mates in Hammers. Which would have been yesterday at, night. At the Shark Bar. Because this will be oh, out yeah. on Sunday, so yes. don't worry about it. It was in the past. Yesterday. <laughs> You're playing with um, Hammers at Dead of Winter, at least, is the next big one, and that's mm. um, Cog. No, hang is... on. Before that, we're doing Mojo Burning. Oh, cool. When's that? a really cool festival that's a bit more like heavy blues and, and rock and stoner orientated. Brad. Um, that's in Brizzy as well at the Hamilton Hotel. The lineup's really cool. Sick. There's really good stuff on there. Um, but then, yeah, we do have Dead of Winter, and we've just started recording the second EP. Red. So there'll be a, a big national tour and stuff coming up for that and probably some, hopefully some overseas visits here and there too over the next year. Fuck so. yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely one of the best live bands I've seen in a oh, long time. Thanks, so fun. Just the, You guys are just having the time of your life. It's so good to, to watch. I'm just trying to contribute to a forthcoming hip operation, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> you are so old. Yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> Ancient. Uh, well, thank you so much for talking. And so that's Hammer's... Uh, on Facebook and Instagram and also your personal stuff. Do you you don't really have anything. You've got a website? No, nah, I don't use websites. I'm flat out using social media, but I just drop songs here and there. I've got a project, the solo project that I'm mm. that I have that I'll, I'll drop a song every year or something. And will Hammers share that? Hammers yeah, page? Yeah, okay. It, yep. So yep. if people want to know more about you, they can yeah, they find can it through Hammers. I'm pretty you know, whenever I check my stuff, if there's a message there, I'm happy to answer it and talk to anyone. Cool. I ain't a snob. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for that. No worries, mate. Hi, painfully, me again. (laughs) That was Lucas Stone. If you want to find out more about him, please check out his band Hammers on Facebook and Instagram. Also, his uh, social media himself is Lucas Stone. And I've got all the links to that on my website. If you want to contribute to the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash Lorna Bremner. And if you can't do that, it's no big deal. Uh, Please just tell your friends about the podcast. Share it. Like it on iTunes. Rate it on iTunes. Like my fucking dumb videos and pages and stupid things I do. And uh, I will talk to you again next week.